Hey guys, what's up? Alright, this is take two. I uh, we I did a pretty sick intro earlier. Actually, it was pretty nice, but now uh, I fucked it up, and where this is intro number two. All right, uh, I'm in the middle. It's going great, man. In the middle of shithole Miraloma, and uh, I don't even know about what is a Miraloma. You know, we're here at 12 a.m. in a parking lot. Basically, it's a little patio. A farmer boys patio. We just had some food. I'm here with my friend Paul. Introduce yourself, man. What's up? I'm Paul Masurlian. I'm Ernesto's friend. You do. Uh, you're a man of all trades. You do stand up. You do. Uh, uh, what else do you do? You you're a chef. Um, I'm a fluffer. You're a fluffer. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you used to be in a. You used to be in several bands. I was in several bands. Um, I went to culinary school about nine years ago. Uh, graduated college before that, and then was a chef, was a touring musician, or somewhat. And then uh, why do you say somewhat? Because like I didn't really tour that far. Like if if I toured like the West Coast mainly. Okay. But I mean, I went up to like Seattle. I went to Utah. Play uh, music. Play music. No playing live shows. And then, um, what? And then what? Man of many trades. What like what else I gotta say? Oh, uh, I do jujitsu. Oh, jujitsu. That's Answer. a pretty good one. That's yeah. a fucking solid one. I do jujitsu. He almost <laughs> forgot he did jujitsu. By the way, that's yeah. that's how confident in, in his ability he is. <laughs> uh, but I, I fought. I I did uh, like self defense training and like uh, combat training. Have you ever done like a jujitsu tournament? I have. I've done. I think just. I think a few. How did you fare? And then I, I took first. You won. Class, yeah. You won, huh? That's yeah, pretty I mean, good. honestly, I'm I'm fucking I'm five foot eight and I'm 250 pounds. So I was eating donuts on the way to the fucking weigh-in. Like, Jesus Christ! Because I was in Vegas and there was like a donut shop that. There's a video of it on my YouTube. Oh my. Of, of you, of you winning, of you in the of in the match, winning, in the of match, me winning and me not preparing at all. Like the whole. I was in Vegas. So I was smoking indoors, everywhere, and then I was like, uh, I was drinking whiskey. I, I had raising canes out there because I had never had it. Jesus Christ! Vegas. This is supposed to be a story about how he won, and it sounds like a story and, uh, about and it. And I and I did. I did win. <laughs> I blew out one guy's leg, and the other guy I dominated and got like twelve points to zero. So it was like a leg lock on one of them. No, one of them I I, uh, I like what is what is it Uchimata? It's a judo throw, and like I I essentially hip threw him. Okay. And I took his leg out, and like he he landed. And you hurt his leg. I hurt his leg. And then he was the like other six foot two or something like that. So. Fuck, that's pretty good. Yeah, well, because I'm shorter, so I got under his center of gravity, and it, it's a there's a video of it. It's pretty funny. That's pretty good. I might want to see that video. He tried to by be friends way. with me on. He's all, dude, we should hang out. And I'm like, he lives in Minnesota, so but I come down here and like. Well, tell you, I, I'd never talk to him again. I was like, I'm just going to break your fucking leg and never speak to you. Why do he want to be friends? Because I think, like, he, he got embarrassed because, like, it was the match started and I just essentially, like, like lifted him off his feet and just, like, threw him down. And Holy then he's like, shit. ah, and he's, like, screaming like a girl. And, like, it was, it was like, it was crazy, but... That that's crazy. That's that guy's a good guy. That's like the type of person you want as a friend. Where you're like, I mean, and like <laughs> I was, I was humble about the win. Like it was like I, d I didn't know the match would be over that quick. Now, how long did you do jujitsu? Jujitsu, I've probably done for like six years, but for a gym, I've done it for probably two or three. I'm not a good jujitsu practitioner. Like, but how long did you do it before you had your first match? About three, four years. That sounds like an intense uh, jump. I mean, it's like I said, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a, an athlete, but I, I do get by. <laughs> I do get by, like with all the things I do that are athletic. But like, I'm a fucking, I'm an eater and a fucking chronic smoker. So yeah, you're an eater. It's crazy because like we, because uh, you're a chef, right. and I see what you post on Instagram all the time. You always post pictures of your food that I guess you're making in your I'm, restaurant. Yeah, it's, I, I run specials every week out of the restaurant I work. So nice, nice. So you're like a head chef. No, I I am a I'm a worker at this place. Like I was kind of hired for that purpose to like kind of put uh, together a menu, the daily, the weekly things. Like I, I only work part time because I go oh that's school, really I, cool though. I go to school full time. So what are you going to school for? Psychology. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I knew about so, oh, oh shit, man that's a red trade. flag. Man, man of many trades, or a f or a fucking a guy who doesn't stick to one thing for sure. So <laughs> I don't because I don't like. No, right. which I mean, I mean, those are all really cool things that I feel like really come in handy. I don't know about the stand up. The stand up is the <laughs> least one that comes in handy, I think, you know. Stand yeah, probably. I mean, I've talked myself out of probably more fights than I've gotten in. 
Okay, do you fight a lot? I have, or I used to. You're Armenian, right? I am Armenian. You think that that, cor- cor- like, that, that maybe I mean, it's a reason why? Yeah, but except Armenians, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's the reason. Honestly, like... <laughs> Most people, I don't. I think avoid Armenians entirely. Yeah, yeah. Most you guys people. are scary. You guys are scary. Yeah, unless Generally it's Kardashian scary. or something, then I don't think anyone's gonna talk to us. Yeah. The, oh, this is what I wanted to say earlier. It was interesting. Yeah, because you're a chef, right? right? And then, but then we're eating. We ate Farmers Boys. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know that, like, and some, like, I'm not saying you're like fucking. Uh, uh, Anthony Bourdain, but Anthony Bourdain was always like, "Oh fuck, like McDonald's, fuck fast food, fuck all this." Uh, that guy, and I know like other chefs are uh, like that as well. Like I used to work for a chef, so yeah. he would be he would I would come in with like a big Seven Eleven cup of coffee, and he would like just throw it in the trash and make me like he'd be like, "I'm gonna make you some coffee," and then come to me with a small little was ass. That, was that Starbucks you said? No, no. Where, this where, where, I, I just worked as a pastry chef out here in LA. Oh, probably. okay. Yeah. So you know, you're not a bit, you're not a. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I right on. And stuff, yeah. You never got into culinary? No, I mean, I wanted to. I, I, dude, that's a dream to be a chef. Baker, bakers are part of culinary. I'm just saying, but you never got into like the food aspect. You were just no. I at home, yeah, at home, yeah, but never like, I never worked in the in that field in that way. It, and honestly, and I'm not a baker. Dude, mm-hmm. I would love to bake. Dude, that's why it's so interesting that you're ba- or not a bake, but oh, chef, to cook. Right. Yeah, because it's. Because I always wanted to be a fucking chef, dude. Anthony Bourdain, huge inspiration in my life. You, honestly, when I read Kitchen Confidential, like that's that kind of made me realize. Like uh, I was, I read it in culinary school. Yeah. Because my teacher told me you got to read this book. I didn't know who Anthony Bourdain was. Uh, once I like, there was like the chapter where he's talking about. Uh, he's doing a, a catering job for a wedding, and then he's like, uh, that like he's seeing like his head chef leave the kitchen, right, and was banging the bride. In the dumpster area, yeah, you know, and then like just finish, and then he's like, "Yeah, get those fucking crab cakes," and you know, like it's like, I was like, if this is like the life, I'm all about it. Like, I want to fuck a bride. <laughs> you <laughs> know, what crazy. I mean? is that the life? Because I know chefs <laughs> get like shit for like people are always like, "Oh, chefs are edgy now with their little tattoos and their plugs," and it's like yeah, it seems like true. chefs have always been kind of badasses to me. That's why it was so appealing for me as well. So you seem like it, in my head. It, it went hand in hand with like the rock and roll lifestyle for some reason. Honestly, it, I, the the chef thing came about because my cousins had uh, culinary school. They still do. Yeah. But uh, it was a culinary school where I could potentially get a grant to go. Right. And it was like an accredited school, but it wasn't Le Cordon Bleu. It wasn't anything that you would know. Wait, your cousins have that school? Yeah. Okay. So like that was my white privilege kicking in, or my, my Armenian, Armenian privilege. privilege. <laughs> But but then they're not they're Irish but like that's my mom's <laughs> side, but it's like they had so they had a school and like I I started taking an interest in cooking and all my jobs were cooking up until that that was like what I did for money right like I was like I worked at Pizza Hut I was a driver what was your first job uh, Rubio's Rubio's that's a restaurant yeah, it's a fish it's like a fish taco place and what you do there you cook I made fish tacos that's dope yeah and then carry on I'm sorry yeah no so then and like so I went to culinary school to like do that. And I, you know, I just started taking an interest in food and I met people and I mean, I, I would say like, it's, you'll always have a job in culinary if you take that route, but the yeah. money kind of sucks. And even if you're making good money, which I, I have done too, um, the hours don't like you have no life. Oh uh, dude, that's what exactly what happened. Like. So I started working with the chef and it was like regular eight hour work days. I'm stoked. I was getting paid like crazy amounts of money, right? Yeah. So then uh, all of a sudden, longer shifts, longer shifts. I'm in charge of more and more shit. And the next thing you know, I'm doing like 12 hour shifts and it's the money is great. So for a minute, I wasn't even complaining because I wasn't even seeing it. Right? right. And that was when I moved out here in the beginning, you know, to do stand up to really hit it hard and get in the scene before yeah. I started working and all that bullshit. So. Then it became like I was like I left I left my other job where I was working forty hours. Now I'm working way more. What would you What were you doing at that other job? It's baking too. I was a oh, pan, oh, I was okay. a panadero then. Oh, all right. And then I came out here and I was doing a pastry chef shit. Damn, um, did you go to school for that? Or? No. So you just like how did you have you baked cakes at home and stuff like that? Or? No. So how it started is I was working for a uh, I started working for. Um, like a little grocery store, a Mexican grocery store, and you know how they have bakeries in there, yeah. panaderias. Bomb ass so fucking bakery. I would just work in there, and then, but like the job that I was doing, 
I mean, it, there was nothing to do early morning. When they just open, there's not shit to do. The store's perfect. Right. Nobody comes, fucks, no button. They don't fuck shit up for like a few hours. So. Right. Um, so instead, I would just go and fuck around in the bakery, talk to them, watch how they made bread. Because, again, I would always watch Food Channel at home, right? Like all day. Everyone every day. does. Uh, we were latchkey kids, and I would I would actually, I had a deal with my sister. It'd be like, you clean, and I'll I'll do all the cooking, you know? Uh. So I would literally, she'd be cleaning. I'd be watching like Rachel Ray or something and be like, all right, we're going to the grocery store. I need this, this, and that. That's dope. But uh, um, so I would bother uh, the, the bakery <laughs> people. And then uh, the most simple thing they knew how to, or they... They did. The first shit, like, a panadero learns is, like, to make bolillo. You know bolillo? Bolillos? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's the first thing, right? And Soft-ass um, bread, man. So I started learning how to do that just, like, on my own time. I guess just slacking off at work, learning how to do that. And I was kind of slow at it, you know, but I didn't know how to do it. And then it just so happens that the guy quit or he got fired or whatever happened, but the position opened up. And they were like, oh, we got to get somebody in there, like, because it was close to, like, Thanksgiving. And they start, you know, they sell the fuck. So you stuck your dick in there. They sell bolillo like crazy then, so. Um, oh, in the morning? Like, they, like, sell out right yeah. away? Like, yeah. So, especially if it's, like, Thanksgiving, people are buying bread. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck yeah. So, so, they needed somebody, and I was like, I mean, I'll do it. I know how to make bolillo. I can make all the bolillo, you know? So, then uh, I started doing that, and then I just learned from there. That's dope. So, like, you're... Like and that and that's the route you could take too with, when it comes to culinary. Like some people go to I like I'm, te- like and I hate to say this. Like I'm gonna. Fi- what you want in kitchens is an efficient motherfucker, like a guy who knows time management and yeah. can feed a lot of people fast. Like that's typically what you're looking for, but like there's restaurants where that is diminished and like you want a perfect plate or a perfect composition of something like. There's, there's restaurants like that so a balance between those is good now guys that go to culinary school they typically think like oh like i'm gonna get out of here and just be a sous chef yeah you know and it's like no usually you start at dish and like so okay so that's good that's a good uh that's a good lead up to this question mm-hmm. uh what is the the ranking system in the kitchen if you could break that down for us i guess uh so you you would start with dish who is essentially your eyes and ears of, okay. the, of the entire restaurant. Eyes and ears in what way? They know all the dirt. They know all who's fucking who. They know what's going <laughs> on. They're the guys in the back. Like, they listen to fucking heavy metal. And they're, they're always, like, sopping wet. And you can hear them walking. Like, they're just, they're, they're like, they're like wizards. Like, that movie. <laughs> what? They are, dude. I'm telling you. Like, it's like every dish guy I know is always knows some shit about somebody. What or do the they manager. do, though, at the job? They fucking wash dishes. Oh, okay. And they, they usually clean. And they usually organize. And they're always, so, they're always soaking wet. That is so funny, dude. They, they are, dude. Like, you can hear them. Like, like as they walk around, and it's just like they know everything about everyone. That's well, and yeah, you asked me what they do. So they clean, they wash dishes, and they organize shit. And then you move up to prep, which is people doing like bulk shit. Like, you know, we got to cut, you know, three cases of Brussels sprouts in half. So like they'll spend hours cutting that in half. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, and then there's and then there's line cooks. Who are the people who are essentially on the line feeding the public? So they're 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 trained to literally cook fast and be efficient, time management, and then you have a sous chef, who is uh, your second in command. Yeah, and he is or she is like the they kind of take care of like the chefs' uh, specials. They kind of take care of like uh, they do a lot of the the heavy work when it comes to creating things like that. Uh, costing, ordering, things like that. And then you have the chef who is essentially like the sous chef, but when he gets backed up, sous chef takes over. And then does the chef, is he, does he get to, like he has the freedom to change the menu and he just... Depending on the owner. Okay, yeah, that makes and sense. And what I, honestly, I think one of the main reasons I want out of this industry is because I've worked in a lot of places. I've had creative control before and I haven't. And uh, any job where I don't have creative control, I leave. Oh, yeah. So I'm one of those. So to answer my fucking, like, what I was saying, people that go to school are, like, the artsy fucks. And, like, they think, like, they know it all. And I'm kind of like that, but I'm also, like, a grunt. Like, I've worked side by side with guys who don't speak English. Yeah. And, like, I've held my own, like, in a kitchen. So, like... It yeah, just depends. That chef that I worked with, he loved working with Mexicans. So yeah. he loved, and I was getting paid under the table too. Right. He, so he was like, he <laughs> loved that he can also just treat me like a regular ass Mexican. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, 
I mean, it was cool, dude. It was really, it was dope because I mean, he was kind of a dick to be honest. But was, it was he was he white? Uh, yeah. The chef was. Yeah, yeah. He was white, and then the the <laughs> owner, it was the chef was like part owner, and then the other owner was a uh, a beefy Australia guy. Yeah, honestly, there's the money. There's the guy who has the money and pays the salaries and has the restaurant. What you're supposed to do is hire a chef to take care of your food. Yeah, yeah. That's and basically either you cool like it happening. or you don't. But you let him handle his shit. Like more times than not, I've experienced owners like either they get jealous or they don't like it or something needs to happen. And there's also lazy chefs, too. And they just like there's a, a constant battle between a chef and an owner. So like sometimes when you get shit food, like don't be surprised that it's like the owner's fault. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, he's getting shitty product or. Oh, yeah. I mean, guys. dude, I watch Hell's, Hell's Kitchen all the time. Yeah, yeah, what oh, is yeah. it? Hell's Kitchen? It's kitchen Nightmares. Probably. Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah, it's Kitchen Nightmares. Dude, that is the shit. And food how do you, is gross, by the way. How do you feel about what? Gordon Hell's Kitchens? Gordon Ramsay? <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about Gordon Ramsay and the celebrity chefs in general? Celebrity, celebrity like chefs. Like Bobby Flay general. and shit. Bobby Flay did Mexican food in New York when no one was doing it. I think there's like uh, Rick Bayless, uh, who's a white guy who knows Mexican cuisine. Will shit on that guy like hard. Um, I so, don't think Bobby Flay's all that, but uh, but I mean, what I mean, obviously he's probably better than me. But I just you know, if I'm gonna talk shit, <laughs> yeah. no one's gonna hear this podcast. Then, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they do one of those challenges that he used to do. Remember? I mean, I mean, honestly, like uh, I celebrity chefs, like I feel like some of them know what they're doing. Like some of them have like been around, like Almond Brown and uh, Michael Simon and Cat Court. Like these people like know what they're doing. And Gordon Ramsay is, like, the real deal. Like, I, I think that guy is, uh, as an entrepreneur and as, like, just a guy who regulates his kitchen. Oh, he has so much money from, from crushing it at restaurants. He's, he just crushes in every aspect of his life. And, like, he's, he's I would Michelin say, star he's restaurants and shit. He should, ha- he should be on Roast Battle, to be honest. I'm throwing he, that out there now. The idiot sandwich thing is one of my favorite things in yeah, the world. Yeah, and that was, I think it was even a sketch. But he's, like, that guy, <laughs> there's nothing in- innovative about Gordon Ramsay. I wouldn't say he's innovative. But he he does the classics well, like very well. And then I don't know if you know his story. I like looked up his story. Like I watched a little documentary of him on a, on a, <laughs> dude. I'm always watching like food shit, even if it's like <laughs> on chefs and stuff. But it's funny. I watched this little documentary about him about how he pretty much had like a tough upbringing and he about how he he loved soccer and he was gonna be like a. Uh, a uh, big old soccer player, yeah, a soccer player. But then his fucking he torn ACL, and then he just started like you know, uh, you know, basically working in a restaurant. And then he started taking over and all this shit. He, he's that guy. He's that guy in the kitchen that you probably like. You know, if you're if there's any line cooks out there that hear this, like he's that guy in the kitchen that you hate. Yeah, because like he's always on everyone's ass and he's always like pointing out everyone's flaws. Um, but it's necessary if you want a business to succeed. But like. Gordon Ramsay, like, he worked under, like, uh, Marco Pierre White, who was, like, a really, like, uh, like a brilliant chef. Does the classics very well. But, you know, Marco Pierre White is doing fucking commercials for Norse stockpots. And fucking Gordon Ramsay's like, a multi-billionaire. Like, yeah. the, some people are hungry and some people are not. It's kind of the same with stand-up. It's, like, some people want it and they'll fucking be, like, you know, like you and, like, do... 10 mics a week or more you know or whatever and like some go out once a week and get drunk before they go up you know yeah. it's like, that's the line cooks and that's what separates gordon ramsay's from nobody's holy shit yeah man yeah all that shit is it's, it's really interesting to me man i mean how did that uh how did i mean how does your family feel about you being a chef is that a thing that runs in your family because your family has like a culinary school school well we they work for the city of baldwin park the school? The school. It's okay. an adult program. Uh-huh. And they had, their teachers came from Le Cordon Bleu, and they themselves are, you know, accredited teachers and whatnot. But it's like, uh, my uncle was a chef in the military. Uh, my grandfather was also a chef in the military, but he also saw combat. I don't know how that works, but like he... And, and also, I mean, how good do you have to be as a chef to be in the military? That's like a real question. I honestly, I don't, I have no idea about that. Like, I... I I never would go to the military. If they drafted me, I'd probably leave. Like, I'm flat-footed, and I would, yeah. uh, that would be my first argument. I'm flat-footed, and then they'd be like, we don't give a fuck. I'm like, well, I'm fat, and they're like, oh, I don't give a fuck. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm, all right, well, I'll be there on Monday, and I just, like, headed, like go to Canada and just You'd bounce. try to hang out with Kenny Verspenny. 
<laughs> like seriously. <laughs> I'm not fighting no war. No, I have no idea how good you have to be. You have to feed quantity. I know that. Yeah, that's what it seems like more more of a thing. <coughs> it's like but prison style. Like, have you ever seen like those videos where like it's uh I don't know it's like a like like in Thailand or like a like in India, all these different videos of like like just like one or two people pretty much cooking an entire meal for the entire village or the entire. I, I haven't seen that per se, but I I know that happens. Like I mean. If you like at, a giant walk and shit. If you, yeah. No, I've seen that. I have seen that. And, like, uh, family-style cooking is, like, t- uh, really typical of places that have, like, a high population. So Is that what it's called? Uh, what, 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 what did you call it? Like, uh, I mean, uh, like, fast cooking, I guess. Like, uh, like if you notice, like, Asian food, like, there's a lot of, there's more prep time than there's actual cook time. Yeah, I saw a... Uh, you got to cut a lot of shit, but it cooks in a wok in a thin-ass, like pan that's at 800 a thousand degrees and that shit is magical dude the way yeah. they do all that like the walk mm-hmm. specifically like i watched this uh this channel on uh, on youtube where the dude has like a i guess like a gopro on his head but you're just watching him cook yeah, everything's yeah. so fast and like the oils are like it seems like i, I a would lot of oil up. a lot of fucking movement and like i mean if you think about it like realistically they got to feed like a billion people a day dude i love it. it's like really artistic especially like he's just throwing all these colors in there there's all these noises Sauces i love all that shit high in salt and fucking but uh, yeah. I, I I completely went off the yeah no we're talking rail, about food now and we just ate like, yeah it's, it's a normal day for me. <laughs> uh, as far as the stand up, how did the stand up come about? You said like your friends pretty much were like you should try stand up and then you just went for it. I've always been the funny guy around my family, my group of friends. Everyone tells me you should do stand up. Everyone and like I don't want to do it because I'm a pussy. So I'm like, but you know I've been on stage and I'm not afraid of a crowd. And so, eventually, I'm like, fuck, dude, it took me forever. Like, I went through culinary school not doing it, uh, all that shit. Like, How long was culinary school, by the way? Uh, I want to say it was like a year and a half. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. That's pretty was, good. I always thought it was like three years or something. No, I, I want to say it was like a year and a half total or something like that. I did, I completed, I got certified with a lot of shit. That's dope. But, I mean, you've gotten to do cool shit, too. I mean, with stand-up. Yeah, I mean, in stand-up, I haven't done that much, to be honest. You, you roasted that Bobbit, that Dickless Bobbit guy? I roasted the Dickless Bobbit, yeah. John That's Bob. pretty good. That was pretty good. I was actually, I remember when you guys went, I was like, oh, I want to do that. It, it was like, it was whatever. But, it, I mean, it was it was a fun experience. Like, that's like my, probably one thing I've done. And honestly, I, I like roasting, but I used to be so much better at it, too. And now I'm like... Yeah, you you just had a a, a, a wild experience at the comedy store with a <laughs> yeah, rose. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about that? Uh, not particularly. Like, <laughs> you could re- How about this? You could read it on verbalviolence.com. Oh, <laughs> verbal like violence. I mean. <laughs> it's probably the first time that's ever happened in the Israel. I know, I, and uh, it's amazing to me. Like the f- the wound is fresh, so he's uh, he's I, actually tearing up right now. I'm not tearing up. I'm, if I start tearing up, I'm gonna jerk <laughs> off. I'm like, I mean, it's habit. No, it was it was terrible. But that was the first thing you ever done at the comedy store, too? Yeah, that was. Man, that's... Probably the last thing. <laughs> no, no. Come on, let's be real. I don't know, man. It, it's, it, it wasn't a big... Like, I, I just... I honestly love comedy, and I honestly... I've always... That's how I started, too. Like, I... George Carlin was, like, amazing to me. My my dad would, would watch George Carlin and just, like... Your dad's Armenian? Or your my mom? dad's Armenian. My mom's Irish. And your, when your dad, like... Was it... Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and he watched a lot of fucking. He watched comedy? Like George Carlin. He didn't watch a lot of stand up. Oh, just George Carlin. I remember in watching like eighties, like uh, fuck. There was like a couple of uh, Wendy Liebman. I don't think I know her. You know, oh, she's fucking great. Uh, Dennis Miller, and then like uh, before he got all conservative, and then there was like uh, I saw Bill Hicks. What do you I think did, of Bill Hicks? I love Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks is in my top ten for sure. Who are who is uh? Let's give me like your Rushmore of uh, of Rushmore? comedy. Yeah, like you. Know. Uh, it's better to do it alive or dead. What? It's better to do it alive or dead. Like who's the ones that are alive and the ones that are dead. That's how I usually. Okay. It. Yeah. Yeah. Give me something. Okay. Dead. I would say Carlin, Pryor, Hicks, Kennison. Kennison. I would say that. Uh huh. And alive today, I would say Stanhope. For sure. Uh, Attell. Uh huh. Louis. I don't give a fuck. And uh, probably Patrice. 
Patrice is so good, man. Yeah. And I, honestly, Geraldo too. Geraldo's the shit, I dude. I love Geraldo. There's not enough Geraldo, or like, there's not enough two, of his content out there. Yeah, there's not enough. And, and they were both fucking genius. Like that guy, like it. It kind of pissed me off that people just considered him a, like roast, a comic. roast comic. Yeah, but he wasn't. Like, well, because the thing is that he had so much roast material. Like, like again, like maybe he had like two albums, like comedy albums. Yeah. But then he had like three hours of roasts. You know, no, yeah, because like people were because he was fucking vicious on that shit. Like, yeah, and I mean, and he always did a bunch of those, and people did compilations where they're like three hours, three and a half hours. It's pretty, it's pretty solid though. I mean, uh, there's not a roast he did that like where he didn't hit. Like, my favorite is Larry the Cable Guy, just because like he fucking went off the rails a little bit. Did that, he? Yeah, he was just like, "How the fuck are you so popular?" Oh like, yeah, the, yeah. It was because it was like real, you yeah, know. And it was he like he had like that real uh, moment of. He's like, "This one finally broke my fucking back." He started like, like laughing. He's like, "How the fuck are you so popular?" I fucking dude, Geraldo. Like, he, I love his energy. He's in my top ten uh, dead comics, unfortunately. But I mean, and so Patrice, Patrice. See, I said Patrice for a live comic too. That doesn't make any sense. Like, I forget who who's dead and who's alive in comedy. Like, physically and metaphorically. You did almost like a like a. Like a new and old. Yeah, no. Or I, not, they're both kind of old at this I, point. I don't, I don't know. Like, new comics, like, it's kind of hard, like, for me. Like, I don't know. I'll tell you that about Norman kid. That guy is crushing Mark Norman, it. Norman, uh, Sam Morell. Sam Morell is so good. He, I, Rapid he has, Fire. He has a free special on uh, I saw YouTube. It. I listened to it. It's amazing. Like, it's good. The guy has a, literally a joke. I timed it. It's like a, there's a joke every 15 minutes. Joel, every 15 minutes? Or 15 seconds. I was like, Jesus, like, yeah, no, no, that no. seems bad. No, that's like a storytelling comment. <laughs> yeah. It's like Okerson. Okerson <laughs> uh, no, gets... Have you listened to his albums? I saw him in New York live. But his al- he has an album. Dude, that's probably sick. What, what did he do? Did he do material or what did he, he do? Crowd? He, he talked to me. I was in the front row. And he was wow. all, uh, he was like, "What? What are you?" And I was like, uh, "Armenian." And he was like, "He's like, no, like I don't know what he said. I forget what he said to me. He's like, dude, I didn't ask if you rate people.' Or he says, you know, he, like, <laughs> yeah. he had a good burner. I was with uh, my girlfriend at the time, and he was just like, he was just like, he started tearing into us. He's like, "Oh, you're Mexican, and he's Armenian. So like, you guys are just rape runs in your family. Like every one of you. Like, and <laughs> yeah. he's just like talking the whole time. He, I saw him two nights back to back." With Sam Morell, Dave Attell, uh, Russ Maneve. In New York? In New York. Sick, At dude. the, the big, uh, what is it, the Black Cat Pussy something? Um, the Big Fat yeah, Black and, Pussy or something And like the like Cellar. That? And the Cellar. And, like, uh, Attell, I saw he bombed. Did he bomb? In the Cellar. What do you mean? He just, I it, I couldn't believe it, dude, because I've seen Attell, like, six times and every time crushes. Uh, I saw him in his home state, New York. Yeah. And, like, some dumb bitch in the back is just fucking shouting a bridal party. And, like, he just didn't. Wow. He just, he, he, like, he couldn't get him. And uh, Okerson went up and just destroyed. Like, Dude, Okerson is so funny. He has an album. I forgot what the fuck the album is called. Like, All American Hall. All American Storyteller. All American Storyteller. Storyteller. That one's good. That's so good. Did he? He is. I think he's the best crowd work comic. Uh, I yeah, would give he's it to like, him and Todd Berry for sure. He's like if, uh, like if David Tell and Patrice O'Neill, uh, P- Patrice O'Neill, what the uh, fuck? Patrice O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill had a baby. I've never heard of that guy. <laughs> like he just has like the jokes, and then um, he he's always got, has them in his pocket when he's talking to people. <coughs> he's got the like. I feel like he's got the storytelling like cadence of Patrice. But he's got like the the rasp and the, like the, the cadence of, like, of yeah. like a tell, like how he sets up a joke and like da 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 da. Also, like, this is purely speculation, but he did open for a tell for a long time, so uh, I'm assuming that like I mean, he already had his voice by then. But I think I think well, I've heard him tell that story before. He said like something along the lines like now we're just reciting other podcasts I've heard. No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't heard. <laughs> well, that, I'm gonna tell yeah. you then. I can tell you this Go off on. the fucking mic too. But it was like he said that like. He, uh, while he was working in New York, because he's from Philly, yeah, uh, some he went over to a tell and said, "Hey, like someone, people keep telling me I'm doing you, yeah. Uh, can you watch my set and just like see if that's true? Because I don't know, yeah." And he said he did that, and then a tell just said, "Hey, you want to go on the road with me?" Fuck. And so they went on the road, and I mean, even Dude, honestly, that, that talk about like when your styles blend perfectly, like you know. Atel is, Atel is like the king of New York as far as I'm concerned. Like, like I, I, well, I just think that guy is, that guy is, uh, 
he should be much bigger than he where he's at. Well, yeah. Uh, apparently, he has like an uh, like a, not an issue, but like a, he's not the best at marketing himself. You know? He's, no, he's not. He's just an old school like like road dog. Like he just like he wants to do. He wants to travel. He wants to do stand up. He doesn't really want anything else. Fuck, dude. And like I, that's dope. I want and I respect it. I know. I know. That's that's when we were talking. Like this sounds like you kind of like. Dude, I would love to do that. That sounds like it's it's probably it's kind of miserable too, though, man. Like, I for sure, for sure, it is, dude. Like, I mean, it's lonely now, you know, just right. driving from. Sometimes I'm driving <laughs> driving from Southgate to fucking Riverside it's and like to lonely. everywhere in between, dude. It's the worst. I got a fourteen-hour drive to fucking bumfuck Houston, where like no one's gonna pay attention. Like, oh yeah, man, yeah. The farthest I drove Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's not Santa Ana, Santa Barbara. That's to, far. Yeah, it was pretty far, man. It was like a every was, night. I don't, I don't know. know, man. I respect him for it. I love him. Like, I think he's a genius. I like, grew up with a lot of, like, listening to a lot of East Coast comics. Me too. And then, uh, and then obviously, and then I started, you know, diving into more stand-up and discovering people. But it was mostly uh, East Coast comics. And I don't know what it is because, like, even, like, I'm a huge, like, fan of hip-hop. And even that, it's, like, a lot of East, East Coast rap that I grew up listening me, to. Me too. Like, I, I'm... Even the mu- when I, when I was playing music too, like I I was I was in a hardcore band. Yeah. And um, we, my band was like we were all about East Coast hardcore. Like we're we're on the West Coast, and like everyone's all about like circle pits here, and we're about like you know like hip hop beats with like distortion guitars. Like it was yeah. We were just different, and um, the, like the shit we like, no one else did. Kind of like around here at least. And so How I, I've always been East Coast with everything, and I never I never lived there. Like, what did you? How long did you play uh, music for? Like in a band? In a band, I played from the ages of eighteen to fuck twenty nine. And then how? Uh, so from eighteen, I'm assuming you had a band, you, your first little band or whatever you right, had. Like going. a high school band. I had a high school band actually, sophomore year. So sixteen is actually better, but. Yeah. 16, I had, like, a bullshit band. But once, like, I started playing shows and, like, actually doing shit, like, I consider that, like, probably around the age of 20. The 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 shows, what was that like? For, did you guys always play venues or was it, Honestly, like, it backyard was kind of shit? Similar to, like, comedy and, like, how where they have, like, you know, like, the like where we were just at, the wheelhouse. Yeah. Like, I feel like, like some kid would have been like, yo, I want to book a show here. Yeah. And there would just be, like, these, like, angry fucking... You know, kids coming with stretched ears and tattoos, like just fucking beating the shit out of each <laughs> other in this place. And the the owner comes over, he's like, "What the fuck?" You know, like I remember when I used to listen to punk music, like, uh, like I used to go to a bunch of shows all the time. And like in my head, I'm like, "Yeah," like in my head, I'm thinking, like, "Yeah, man, this is a community. We're all like fucking. We're, we're all gonna just, be here for each other in yeah, five years." And then, and then and then I think back, and it's just like people <laughs> getting cracked in the head with forties and it, it was it's it's it was a lot of fighting and shit. A lot of fighting <laughs> and a lot of drinking. And a lot of like people just as, like peacocking. It's and like you got a y- bunch of young men yeah, trying to assert full themselves. Of testosterone, f- there to throw each other around. By the way, yeah. and shit. There to just beat the fuck out of someone. I remember used to. I used to think too. Like uh, I used to listen to punk music, and you know how I was like all anti-government and shit yeah. like that. And um, and I would be like, man, if people listen to this, if the whole world listened to this, the world would be a better place. That's <laughs> like what I thought in my head. And then oh, thinking man. back now, I'm like, dude, that's the angriest shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like now, and now you're now you're a fucking avid voter, and like you you, you make <laughs> sure you get your ballot in a little bit early. Yeah. I'm a Republican now. You're all you, you're all, you know. Trump's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some good ideas. What is grabbing, <laughs> anyways? Honestly, like you guys are focused too much on the noise. Look at the message. <laughs> like, you're missing the message here. But I feel like that's always what I'm trying to tell people with my stand-up. You guys are focused on the noise, uh, but I forget a, the fact that I, I said I wanted to kill that little girl you know that's you're missing the point of the joke which is i want to have a family we were talking about this um off off mic but uh like direction that you're going in stand-up or what you want to do in stand-up like because there's a lot of people that just they kind of just do stand-up and they don't have like a plan they don't have like a really any idea what they're doing they're just doing stand-up you know and and honestly like i'll I'll give my two cents on this just because you brought it up like I don't think you should necessarily always share what you're going to do either. And not with everybody. Like, yeah, I just, I just don't think you should do that with everybody. Like, cause I feel like that you, you run into a lot of people that want to like, uh, either compete with you or kind of like cut you from below, you know, like cut you at the knees kind of thing. 
but I mean, honestly, like it doesn't like I'm not in competition really. Like I don't really give a shit. Like I go to you know, stand up is something I love doing that I'm probably never gonna stop doing. Yeah, and it's not for me. It's not really about making it. It's just about being good at it. Like but I think that's for me. But um, I want to. I eventually, if if it did come to be, I would love to create content. I would love to be like a part of something. Create content like in a like, like a, a TV show or, or writing writers room uh, or write for somebody. Yeah. Um, cause like I mean I love doing stand up, but like I I realistically I can't see myself touring America or touring. You know what I mean? I just can't see myself doing that. Yeah. Fuck, I, dude. And my limited experience with touring, I I hated it. <laughs> like it was like two weeks in a van with like 15 other dudes you know it was just like yeah and i'm not saying it would be like that with comedy but it's like i don't know man like i I've, i think uh, i'm that guy who probably wants to have a family eventually and i want to have like a, a job like a good job yeah you know? like that's like so. that's that seems to be the most like friday thing to me where it's just like Really, if, I feel like if I don't put everything into it, that I have no chance of making it at all. No, then you're right. You're and absolutely then, right. But then also, if I feel like if I put everything on it into it, and then if it doesn't work out, I just fucked myself out of like an entire life. You know what I mean? And that's also true. It's it's a risk. But I mean, honestly, you could do what most of us are doing, which I think you already are. But I mean, you actually live like close to LA, or yeah. you're in LA. But it's like you're close to like the mecca of where comedy is recognized you know like i do comedy out here in the ie so like i could say like i probably get more time and it's less stressful but um you are more likely to be noticed dude i love doing stand-up but they're running from place to place like driving from place to place it's actually pretty exhilarating when it's like especially it's those times when I, where i'm like i literally i did a mic and then i have like somebody hit me i already had a show you know right i already had a show that day so i'm like let me get a a uh, uh, dry run so I go do a mic and then I go do the show and then somebody texts me like yo you want to do this spot somebody dropped it's out dope. and then I mean, running from that to that it's like yeah. it's really accelerating just driving in the car you know just making sure like you try to get there on time you're always like just barely making it that's so fun you know I mean I've noticed your hustle like um, I see you posting things and honestly man more power to you like you know like you've gotten a million times better than I when I met you when I met yeah, you I think you were sure. starting yeah. too and so was I and honestly I feel like we were both like pretty decent for a beginning I feel like we knew how to put a joke together we know how to put a joke together yeah I remember I did like some racist joke or it was semi it, it looked like it was going racist and I didn't and I did it at the improv and I remember you were like that, that's a good joke oh and like you shook my hand and I I, remember, I was like oh that that made me feel good because it came from you nice dude because i was like because I, I respect like the jokes I, the jokes you were doing too so i was like oh like someone noticed you oh know, like, dude you know what's crazy and then i hated everything that i was doing you know what i mean oh, yeah me too but it's doesn't matter like, that always happens where like everything you used to love at some point you're like damn this sucks and then that's the that's the hard part that i'm i'm three years in i mean you're as well you know mm -hmm. but like uh, i feel like um i'm always doing the thing where it's like let me just scratch all that and, and start again just because again i'm trying to find my voice you know yeah and th and that's i think i think honestly anyone who hasn't been doing it like five to ten years like especially at the rate you're doing it um i don't think they know what they're doing they're they're going up they're trying to get laughs like it's scary man it is scary like you got to find who you are and it's it's not everyone can do that and uh some i feel like some people just go up there and they just want the fucking look at me for five minutes and like they don't have a plan or they've done the same set for the last five years oh whatever, yeah you know? i know uh, i was talking with some bigger comics we were in the green room and then uh, one of the other comics was he was on stage and he was crushing it you know and i'm like damn i turned around to the other dude and the, which is an older cat too and i'm like damn this was crushing it like he's doing really good yeah and then he just like turns away and i'm like what what was that about and he goes man this cat's been doing the same jokes for like eight <laughs> years and it's like he's like I get if you keep the the set, but he's like he's never does any new shit. He just like, does the thing, and he's like this fool thinks he's gonna be like, like the guy. He thinks he's gonna make it. He's nah. like he doesn't have a plan at this point. If you don't have a plan, you're just in the way. And I was like, oh fuck, I need to have a plan. Dude. <laughs> yeah, you should. That have guy's a plan. like ten years in, and he doesn't have shit happening. I, I don't. Th I think. I think keep like Atel said it too. He's like you cut, and so did Geraldo. Like you kind of keep feeding the monster of stand up, like. 
you like continually make jokes and you just keep trying shit. I think like the only, the, it's either it's either you get noticed by what you're doing, which is like slim to none. It's hard. Yeah. But or you do it like Louis, where like I mean he had like years of like the underseen. You know like he wrote for like people and like he was doing a lot of shit. And it, I mean he said this in like uh, I think the George Carlin like testament or will uh, or not the testament like his. The testament. I don't fucking like know. No, you know what I'm talking hey, about. Like when he died, like he had some nice the things eulogy, about him. The eulogy. The eulogy. Thank you. <laughs> but he was saying like I'd had the same setup for 15 years, and it, I hated it. It was awful. And then he said I just started doing new. Like I, w- I just became a father, and I just started going there. And then every every he would do like work up an hour of material, do it, and then get rid of it. Gone. That's, that's what I want to do. That's a work ethic though that most people. I it's mean, crazy. I want to do that, but not necessarily get rid of it every year, you yeah. know, like, but I do want to do that where it's like, I want, I'm working like I feel anyways in my head that I'm working towards building an hour that's like, that comes together as into a whole, like, like a whole actual topic or a whole, yeah, you know, a theme, like, like yeah, a running kind of like a theme. Yeah. Cause it, I want my bodies of work in the future if I'm lucky enough to have some, you know. I want it to be like, yo, like, check it out. This is where I am at this phase. This is where I am at this point in life. This is who I am now. It's doable. Because if you grow, and then that's why I try, I'm, that's why I scratch off a lot of shit because I try to do stuff that's, like, personal now yeah. and stuff that's, like, real life or at, l- at least connected to it because um, I feel like if I do that, if I just put who I actually am on stage, if the if I continue to grow as a person, my act will continue to grow with me. Yeah. And I feel like it's like an endless supply of of material, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're always gonna be you. So like, if you as long, I think it's it sounds cliche too, but it's, I think if you're gen like genuine with yourself, like you know who you are, like yeah. you know your flaws and you know your like strengths, and like that comes out in your comedy. I think you'll your comedy will always grow. Like it's always gonna adapt to like what you're doing. So. If you know you're clean cut Ernesto and you're not smoking as much weed now or whatever, yeah, that's gonna come out like somehow. I know, dude. Imagine if I got my shit together. But I don't know. I don't know how your shit's not together. I mean, uh, unless no. you want to have a confession right now on your podcast, I don't know. You I can need, edit it. <laughs> I don't have. I don't. I. I feel like my life's a fucking mess. I feel like that all the time. But then again, people. I feel like everybody always go. Everybody's having their own issues every always. time. You know. So every fucking. So, day. I mean, you know, but. I know there's sometimes comics come up to me, like especially younger comics, and they'll be like, which, by the way, is so funny because it's like they just got in. They maybe they're in a year, yeah. and then they see you, you're three years in, and they're like, oh, dude, you're fucking awesome. And it's it, like, relax, dude. I was you literally a year and a half ago, you know? It, I see the parallels. Like, well, I guess in entertainment. Yeah. Because, like, when I was in a band, <coughs> there was a scene. Like, whatever scene you were going to, whether it was L.A., O.C., everyone had their own, like, little cliques and whatnot. Right. And you try to, like, uh, you're the new kid on the block, you know, and you, like, look for the people who have done this. Yeah. It's the same thing in almost every single thing. Like, there's people that, like, I know, like, have have told me, like, you're my favorite stand-up guy around here. Like, I've heard that before, and I'm not going to mention names, but it's, like, I. it's funny because I, I I was literally in that spot just two years ago three years ago yeah man and it's and and i was like you know i did i'm not the kind of person that latches onto someone like i don't really give a fuck who you are like i think uh what is his name this is zach miller i think he's your homie yeah i i think like when i won that fucking hundred dollar prize at like flappers the first time i ever did comedy he was like you're a little green but you you're not bad and i was like well i fucking won tonight you know what i mean like yeah (laughs) i just you know like what are you talking about like but but i mean whatever it's not even a big deal it's just like i don't you know, for young comics, like it's crazy that they, I understand it because I was there, but at the same time, it's like just do your fucking own thing. Because like so many older comics too, I've heard stories from, you know, like the newer guys, like, oh yeah, this com- this comic was trashing my shit and saying like it's not good enough, and I'm like, who the fuck are they? And yeah. tell them to shut the fuck up and just keep doing you, man. Like, I, I mean, never listen to anybody. That's basically where I'm at at this stage. I'm like, I I mean, I have to. Um, people are always like you have to you have to like take credit because people are like oh like you're good or you're funny and I'm always like nah I don't know what I'm doing people are like nah like that because that's actually detrimental that's just like me deflecting because I feel weird you know what I mean people do I get, know how to do stand up 
<laughs> so, do I know how to do stand-up? You just don't answer? Like you, <laughs> so, you were telling me that a couple of days ago. That's funny. So that's just, you know, that's just what I do and shit. But, like, I mean, so I have to recognize, though, at some point that, like, I mean, I, I honestly, I didn't think I'd get this far in three years in. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and that you're three years in. Yeah. Seven more years. Who the fuck knows, man? Exactly. So, I mean, I'm opening up for you. Keep me Holy in mind. shit. Maybe, I'm not dead yet. Maybe I can open up for you, you know? <laughs> I doubt you get, it. You get the old band together. I fucking... I open up for... You open up for my band? I open up the fucking pit. I ain't uh, seen any of those cunts anytime soon. That's crazy. Really? Did it Did it end badly? Uh, my last band, yeah. Like, it kind of ended badly. I, I kind of got fucked over. But it was like... I think it was necessary on their end. Like, uh, I was going to school, but I mean, I wasn't... I don't think I was not honoring my commitments yeah but i mean they you know they started saying like i wasn't good enough and shit like that and i was like yeah i like i had been with us and gotten us to this point yeah so i don't see how i wasn't and then they like replaced me and then that drummer oh, wow. couldn't they hack it you, huh? and then they replaced me again and then they quit after like like eight months of not having me you think so that was the downfall i don't know if i was the downfall i think it was doomed from the start because it was like that you know essentially that band is like uh I don't know. They had they had a lot of inner turmoil, and like there was also like I was my heart wasn't in it, and I honestly deep down they kind of did me a favor by kicking me out. But it was my project. Yeah, it was my band. I started it. I put you, them all you in. Went it. on Jack Black. How can you kick me out? <laughs> something that is mine. I, I, I was like Mark Wahlberg. I was like I was like this is my mic stand. I'm taking it. Like <laughs> I'm taking my ball. And no, I'm I, I, I was like once I walk out this door, I'm not coming back. They're like, well, that's weird because it's your garage. Like, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> It was my garage. Like you, they fucking you, just, you just took it out. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you guys can have it. And like, no, I just what, don't go in there. Well, what's been worse? Like, cause I know people in the music uh, scene can be a bit hostile sometimes. So, um, what's been worse? Like having to deal with like those egos or the stand-up egos? Honestly, I would say the music. The music for sure. Uh, like. <laughs> the music I was doing wasn't it's not radio friendly it's not commercial it was it's hardcore metal grindcore it's like the you know the the shit that isn't at hot topic and then it is like 10 years ago I don't know if that makes sense to anyone who's who would listen to this but it's like it wasn't known music like right. head, uh, MTV Headbangers Ball was like the closest thing you could get to I what used to, I used to watch back that. in the day with Jamie Josta and had like Havoc TV and remember also. Uranium with that hot ass fucking Leslie chick or whatever her name was I don't Julia that one Anyway, she was blonde. She was no. Nah, she was like oh, I, I don't know. I'm starting to think about her now. But like, it was it was it wasn't radio friendly, and like there was it was essentially a lot, a lot of male posturing. Uh, you know, I was like, you know, everyone had a crew. Yeah, I was in one too, and it was like there was like everyone. It, you would fight. You would. Uh, yeah, that was know? the same thing. Like in like even ska music, people. I would go to like ska yeah. shows, and people would have little crews, and it's right. like. First of all, stop dressing like a greaser, bro. Like, yeah, right. And it's the egos there are just like they're fucking. I don't know. It was a lot of un, it was unnecessary for how shitty the music is. Well, a lot <laughs> like, of people put uh, like like uh, this is one of the I was I mean, I would do I had done the same thing when I was younger and then I grew out of it. I was like, oh, I could just listen to everything and love everything and right. dress however the fuck I want to dress. But a lot of people make the music that they listen to their identity, which is weird. Yeah. But the, the thing is, is it's not their identity. They saw it from someone else. Well, so they, yeah. So they so they're copying that. And it's essentially a, a, a fucking sea of like chameleons just trying to be like the top dog. Whoever and, that is. I mean, that's actually interesting because that's how, like, I feel like that's how literally uh, personalities are, are formed. I think, like, from a, from a child, you're just like, oh, that guy's cool. That's, that's cool. That thing is cool. That's cool. And then you kind of start, like, trying to, like, develop that. Or, you know, you act a little bit that way or act act a little bit <coughs> in this way that you saw somebody do maybe. And or you wear the thing you saw somebody looked cool in. And then I think there's truth to that. I think that at some point, though, like, I think people do find their identity. Like, you, you could say, like, okay, like, I thought, uh, like, I've been told I sound like a tell. Uh-huh. I've been told that. Yeah. I'm like an Atel baby or whatever. But it's like, it's probably because I really like his comedy. But am I trying to do it? No. Yeah. Like, I don't take any jokes from him either. But it's like, do I have, like, the style? Probably. Because I like it. But yeah. eventually, I've, I'd like to think now, like, that was, like, when I started, but I'd like to think now, like, 
I've kind of become more of my own. Well, that's definitely like, the goal, huh? Yeah. Just try to be the more. Try to be yourself as much as you can. I think actually, I think like stand up has helped me so much as be like a better person. I think just because there's always like obviously there's always traits people that you like you know we all have traits within ourselves that you when you're like oh, I could be better at that or right. things you always want to change and shit. But because of stand up, because I think like I, I'm always forced to look at like oh what did I do wrong on stage like what it's always like what did I do wrong where did I fuck up that I'm always like now I'm always like like uh, doing that to myself as well you know like in, yeah just getting introspective as fuck and I, I like and when I that. see I like when I see comedians because like you know how many times have you heard a comedian gripe about the audience you know yeah but how often do you hear a comedian gripe about like how shitty they were like I know I could have done that better yeah. I know like I fucked that joke up like I know I did like you never hear that. You always hear oh, that audience was trash or uh, fuck this place. Like they didn't even get my name right. Like there's always blaming someone else. And like I do that too, but I mean there's I've definitely done that for sure. Right, right. Like we all have, but I mean there's you know few comedians I think that would be like, am I did I do better than I did last night? The same shit, or can I try this new shit and like hit it? You know, and, like they really try to like push themselves. Like those are the people that separate open micers from like professionals i would say well yeah i mean because those people are like actually like once you get past the fact that like fuck it i bombed the bomb is a bomb and then you can just set your mind to i'm gonna go try these jokes out right and then you just go and try them out and, and then you're forced to look at how you fucked up but that separates the the comics entirely just based on the fact that some comics like they get comfortable and then they run their they're set at a at a mic, you know, to try to make other comics laugh, and it's like, but we've already heard it exactly, and it's like it's not I even about making other comics. And laugh. I hear someone doing their shit. It's it sucks, you know. I I did some of my stuff today because there was like a decent little crowd. You yeah, know? no, you got a crowd, you do it. But if it's your fucking friends, oh, shoot shit. the sh- shoot the shit, man. It is. It's rough. It's rough. That that's why, <laughs> that's why I encourage like comics from like every scene like, to to like, go to every other scene as well. I'm sure you have a set that was like your ace two years ago, right? Uh-huh. You have a set that like killed. Yeah. And like you'll bring it out if you're somewhere you've never been. I mean, oh, you do man. that or no? I always my set's always changing. I always, I never really. Like I want to, I wish I was like the guy that had like the set written down and I knew, I knew everything back to front and every yeah. order that it's supposed to go. But I don't. The only thing that I rely on really is like someone's like, "Yo, come do this ten minute set." I'm just like, I don't even think of what I'm gonna say until I get on stage because I'm like, I already, I know that I have way more than ten minutes. You know, yeah. I've done like eighteen minutes, like, like fine. You know. You can do how, how much can you do? Twenty? You can do. 20? I can do twenty minutes, but it's not like what I want. You know, dude. Cal Poly, um, Pomona. Oh yeah, you, I've, been there. I've been there. I bombed hard there too. It's, you don't bomb at a mic though. No, like, but I. But here's the thing, I I did bomb because I I first of all <laughs> I went there to work shit out and I had it all in the notebook written down so I could like record it, right. you know, and have it and listen back to it and all that. And then instead, I and then I'm like fucking going into crowd work. I'm fucking doing this and that. I'm like, I'm fucking. It's so st- trying to riff, like, dude, I, just work on the. Tw- you got twenty minutes, record it, and then have it, and know that you can do it. Instead, <laughs> I fucked around. So, I'm always like, I don't know if like twenty minutes is what I want, but I can do it if I stretch yeah. my fifteen. You know, because I could do like fifteen, and I could do like a good pace. But if I like. Like a longer set, I'll try to talk to the crowd, keep a joke in my pocket, then yeah, you know, I like I love that because like I I did twenty minutes like a few times there yeah, and I don't really I think one time I I didn't do so hot, like I had to keep looking at my shit and I had to like you know literally try and shit like a mic yeah, and then there was other times where I I felt like it was fluid like by the end of it I was sweating, which never happens yeah you know like I mean it happens but like. Not when I'm up there for a five, seven, ten minutes. It's one of those where you like, felt like you know, like where you work. see like Cat Williams. I'm like, this fool's putting in fucking work. Yeah, you know, gonna like I felt like fuck. Like I did 20 minutes and I was pretty fluid and I had them all laughing. I love when I love when I'm God. tired, dude. I love when I'm, I'm tired, tired after doing stand up. <laughs> Sometimes, like you know, like like I remember coming home from doing like four spots one time, and then I was like, like literally like tired, like dead tired. Where I was like, dude, I'm gonna pass out right now. Right. Sleeping. Uh, I wanted to sleep, but I was driving and I'm like, I'm dead tired. And in my head, it was like, 
it was funny it kind of made me laugh because i'm like dude this is the best shit you know what i mean like how am i tired i'm literally just telling jokes but you i mean i guess it takes mental energy yeah we're working you know you have to comics minds dude like i feel like if they're serious about it at least like they work like overtime you're essentially memorizing like you never not work it feels like yeah no and and like I get I get bits coming to me so like and by the way I'm I've been doing like shit lately but like typically like if something happens in my life and yeah. I'm like how can I exaggerate that or like oh or maybe it's even ha- exactly how it happened and like I'm like this is too funny to and like I'll just write down like one word I'll just be like you know homeless or just something like that and then like I'll just start working on the joke like yeah like flushing out the it's never it's almost like it's never ending but like you know there's there's dry spells and you can't always like hit it you know but what uh that used to really frustrate me when it was like damn like now i'm trying new shit and i'm bombing constantly because i'm trying new shit like that used to really bum me out because you want to do good every time you know i mean at least i know i do i want to fucking crush it every time who doesn't so when i don't i'm like fuck and so when i bomb sometimes trying new shit constantly it's like it bums me out but you have to think uh, about that too though because you're doing new shit constantly. Yeah, but and so that's why I was like, uh, now, now I realize that when that's happening, it's like, all right, I'm I'm about to level up a little bit with the set because you're trying new shit and you keep doing it and doing it and we we working it to the point where you're gonna get it right. and now it's a whole new five, a whole new whatever, you know. Yeah. So that's basically all. That's what I try to do is like, but I try to take out of my set like that's why I was like I don't have like a specific order or set like that because I always take out what's the weakest and put in the new thing that I'm like oh this is hot you know yeah so I'm always like remixing the set and shit I have like I have like pieces of like I probably collectively I if I if I really sat down and put it all together I'd probably have like half a, a half hour Fuck, probably that's, that's crazy but like do I have a solid half hour no like honestly and this is me being honest I, I probably have a solid 10 <laughs> like really yeah like a solid solid 10 where i was like this will work yeah 15 maybe 20 i can do like i said but 30 no see that's how i feel i'm like i could do i'll give you a solid 10 if i'm doing i'll give you a solid 10, 10 i'm like I, I'll, I'm do, I'll do i'll do my act it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter what jokes are in one order it i know that i have it and i'll give you a good one Dude, you know like 15 I, it's like i really got to think about this one and 20 yeah. it's like i just got to stretch it out do you get high before you go up there almost every time it sucks does it fuck you up? I mean, I would rather not do it when I when I'm sober and I do stand up. It's so it's like it's perfect. And you're because you're literally in control of everything and everything right. happens how you want it to happen, and and it's perfect, dude. I love it, and it's just I it's so hard, dude. I, I think I went up fucked up one time, and I was like, and I'm not the kind of person that gets fucked up at all. Yeah. So, um, I, and I remember feeling like this is awful. I yeah. don't know how anyone does it. Like Espinosa back in the day, like I didn't, I never understood how you could do that. You know what I mean? Like I would much. Don't get me wrong. Like I do it, but I would. Uh, Am I boring you, Ernesto? No, I mean it's like one in the morning or something. Know, I'm assuming, but um, that's fine. We're we're gonna start wrapping it up soon, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like everyone's like, all right, we're you, at a fucking truck stop. We're like, yeah, I feel like everyone's like, all right, you order zucchinis doesn't mean you can live here, you know. <laughs> but um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, like I I do it, but I I would much rather not. It's just I get like fucking, like the waiting, all the waiting, all the boredom just kills me, dude. <coughs> I think that's why a lot of comics drink, cause like, dude, you got like fucking thirty people you gotta wait for, and like it's you know, the it's most it's the most insane shit. Like, dude, like uh, like I just did Westside Comedy Theater. I was I had smoked earlier in that day, but like the first, I mean, so I was I hadn't smoked in like four or five hours so early in the day i had smoked but then i did that show i got up fairly fairly quick i didn't drink anything i didn't smoke i smoked cigarettes but you know it's always sober and i had a great set one joke didn't land out of 12 minutes one joke was nice who didn't land so i was like all right that's cool i'll take that you know that was fun and nothing beats being sober is the shit dude like you <laughs> you feel like you're just there everything's I, as a sober person, I can tell you it's, I don't know, man. It, it's not like that for me, but it's definitely not like that for me being high. It, I, 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 like, I'm not trying to do a PSA either. I'm just saying, like, for me, like, getting high is, like, it's such a, it makes like me a, paranoid. It's like, like a dilemma. I don't like it. Yeah, like, I'm not in control. I'm not in control. My mind's altered. I don't like it. And, like, my mind sucks, too. 
Like it sucks. I'm always in my head. I'm always that's like, story in my life, dude. But I feel like I'm almost like the opposite. Like that's why I'm like, oh, let me get high real quick. Cause get out not, of your head. Cause especially like, dude, like I know I wish I didn't smoke weed where we drive, uh, but uh, allegedly. But um, <laughs> but sometimes I'll be taking like two hour drives, dude, and or like an hour drive to do a spot or whatever. And it's like, dude, I can't just be alone with my thoughts for like an hour. That's crazy. I know, but because I'm trying to keep my energy up and my spirits up, and then if I just sit <laughs> in my head. For two hours, dude. By the time I get to the <laughs> to the show, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill myself. You know, it's, it's fucking. Like, I mean, yeah, you're you're about to die on that stage, most likely. But it's like, <laughs> it's just fucking. I don't, I don't know, man. I see comics go up there and get high before they go up, and I'm like, I just don't. I don't know how. And some people, it's like like Stanhope, probably one of my favorite comics, like for sure. And like he's like literally admitted he started. Like, I have friend. to be I have to be drunk to do this. Like, yeah. Like, he's all, watch me pour more funny down my throat. And, like, he literally is hilarious. But, and, like... Uh, yeah, but he's a fucking veteran. He definitely started a trend where, like, people want to be Stanhope, you know? So they come up there and they... I mean, I I, I try to be cool, too, sometimes. I love when Chappelle <laughs> goes out there with, like... A, I try to be cool. <laughs> with a cigarette and shit. Like, one time I performed with a cigar, and I was like, this is it, man. I saw you do that. This is I was peak, there. Oh, yeah. This you're is at, peak performance. Characters. This is peak performance in this patio. And, and honestly, you crushed that night too. I think the cigar helped you. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. You looked, you looked like you belonged. Like you had cuffed pants, but you were like, "I'm smoking a cigar," and like you guys can eat my dick. Like, what is the cuffed it. pants thing? I don't know. Why like, does you, everybody you get? Because like, you know, a guy with cuffed pants doesn't seem like he smokes a cigar. Everybody gets on my ass for having Why cuffed do you cuff pants. Your pants? I hate when I'm they. I'm here doing an interview now. I hate when they touch my pants. Here's the thing, dude. Like I'm trying to wear. Where's pants. Where's the flood at? Is what I'm I trying to, to wear <laughs> pants. I don't need to. Like the first thing in the morning when I put on pants, now I have this dilemma, this decision where, oh, it's going to go behind the tongue, in front of the tongue. I don't need that in my life, dude. Like, you know? I hate it, That's dude. That's why? I hate, I hate it when they touch my shoes. Okay, it's, you're about my height. Are you, what's your, what's your pants size right now? I'm like a 34 uh, by 30. 34 by 30? Okay, we're not the same size. But I always get like... Uh, I like them when they're like a little loose fitting, even though they're like tighter pants, but like like just loose fitting like in the waist. So I'll get like a thirty six, and it'll be kind of like baggy on me, which is nice. Fuck, dude. I'm like, I'm like, I think I'm a forty two, twenty seven. Jesus, twenty seven. Nah. Who has nah, that? No, nah, me. Like He's I'm like, like a, I'm like a Danny DeVito pants dude. over I know, here. Like, straight up. I'm like joyous. Like I'm like <laughs> fucking. I'm so fucking. No, because I got him. I got thirties hemmed. Is like you know. Do like you get your pants altered? I do. That's pretty cool. I feel like <laughs> I. <laughs> That's pretty cool. No, because I always wanted to. I always wanted to do that. You should instead of. I actually them. just read a. I actually just read a, a an article, to where it was just like. You read something, dude. I'm trying to get up my mm-hmm. get up on my fashion. I know it doesn't look like it right now. You look fine. And these joggers and a and a sweatshirt. <laughs> In a hoodie looking like a bottle like of to rob that This farmer boy the street. Dude that's how I felt When I came in with this bag I have my recording equipment In a bag <laughs> And I came in And I looked like I was just about to be like Yeah give me a number 10 And have the money In the <laughs> fucking register Give me everything <laughs> Farmer boy <laughs> But uh, Yeah dude I read uh, uh, An article In some men's fashion magazine About how like Like just Even if it's not your Your Like particular size If it's a good pair of pants And if it's a good quality pair of pants and if it's like an expensive pair of pants which is generally what you want like like an $80 pair of pants or something like that mm-hmm. you buy it and then get it tailored which is like another fucking 40 bucks uh, you know like another whatever 20 40 bucks it cost me 40 bucks so then you do that and you have like a $100 pair of jeans or a $100 pair of pants but if it's a good high quality pants it'll last you a few years right my, my jeans last me uh four or five years so it's like yeah I, i'm it's it's an investment and it's like uh i have about five pairs so i'm good for like till i die probably like yeah dude so it's like I'm, I, I should do that because i always buy cheap jeans dude because i'm like i'm not spending 70 dollars on a pair of levi's dude, you gotta dude. go you gotta go where the sales are man or and, the swap me and i, I always rip them dude they always rip yeah, I feel like you you buy yours ripped, like you like. No, no, no. That. I buy them like they have like a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, where do you, where do you get them at? Wherever, wherever they sell guy jeans. I'm talking about pants right now. Like, oh uh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, no, but I mean it's fine. I mean you should. I mean you should invest in your clothing. Like, yeah, yeah. 2020. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start <laughs> looking fresh. Fucking 
I spent four. I spent sixty dollars on those Levi's and then forty dollars on alterations. So they're literally a hundred dollar. I'm gonna start wearing a gold chain. Fuck it. I'm gonna start wearing a gold chain. Maybe I might go for a silver chain and a silver like what is this called? A silver bracelet. Start with what you can afford. Like what cubic zirconia <laughs> or whatever. Like. <laughs> then work, work your way up. Oh, that is the funniest. I just come up with a sick ass Cuban, Cuban link chain. <laughs> Yeah, I got a cousin in fucking Glendale that'll sell you something. Oh. Might turn your hand green. I don't know. Oh shit, that's why. No, you got to go for gold plated. So where it's technically gold, but it's like a silver. I got gold necklace. I actually got gold. My grandma got me. My grandma's all bougie. You know, our Armenians are fucking all like just pretentious. Like they have like jewelry and shit, but they're fucking. They have Mercedes and shit, but they live out of squalor. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they left some fucking rat hole in L.A. somewhere. But I mean, like she, she gave me like gold and shit, and I was like, "Gold she, how? She, like just you bricks? Know what she told me just bricks of gold." I, I, I still have it. I still have this, these like gold pocket watches and like things she's just giving me and rings and stuff. Like I don't wear jewelry, not really, and like uh, I don't wear rings and stuff like that. But she, she told me she's like, "One day you're gonna pawn this stuff," <laughs> and I was like, I actually considered it recently. She died two years ago, and she was like my best friend. Holy and shit! I, yeah, and I was like. Um, I think I'm going to pawn this shit because it's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm never going to wear it. And she did say, like, you are going to pawn it. So it's like she knew me better than I know myself. Like, I have to pawn it. I need that money right now. I'm going to school. Do you? No. Oh, shit. I mean, I, mean, I do pretty well. I, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, but, but not well enough. Like, <laughs> not well enough to have my own house. He does well enough to be like, I, I do well. <laughs> he says I do well enough to say I do well. But uh, we're going to start wrapping this up because it's been like an hour and I feel like I don't want to keep you at this yeah no please the shady please location do. but uh is there anything you want to plug promote the um, outfit well uh yeah there's a we got a show uh the outfit has a show in uh downtown pomona on february 20th i don't know when this is going to come out so i don't know if, i don't know okay if well if it comes out after that then uh thanks for coming <laughs> <laughs> um no i i pretty much i i do two weekly spot or two monthly spots uh no Cool brewery uh the third saturday of every month and uh, O'Donovan's, which is the third Thursday of every month. Those are like the two shows I mainly do. And then one um, of them is No Clues in Rancho and then... Uh, no Clue Brewery in Rancho. And the other one is uh, O'Donovan's Pub in Pomona. Yeah. That's on, the, that's on Thursdays. And uh, that's a show that we all, uh, me and uh, three of my co- comedic partners, I would say, uh, that's a show we all produce. So, And so it's... Yeah, and we're a group called The Outfit. Be looking out on Instagram for stuff like that. We're going to be posting content pretty soon. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. That's the only plugs I got. What's your Instagram? My Instagram is Paul under, uh, what is it, underdash? Is under, that what it is? Underscore. Underscore. Yeah, see, I always get that fucked up. I'm I think it's an fuck. underscore. It better be. Underscore, I hope. It sounds Unders- good to me. It sounds good Look to it, me. Look, the one that, it's not a hyphen. It's, it's like touching <laughs> on the bottom. It's Paul the underscore. Masserlian, M-I-S-S-I-R-L-I-A-N. All right, I, I, you guys. Maybe I should change my name. Follow him. Uh, bug him about food. Mm-hmm. Go to his restaurant or something. Yeah, hit me up, man. I don't know if you yeah. could plug it. Don't plug it. Slide in my DMs, you know. Do yeah, oh, for sure. Slide in his DMs. And uh, and if you're trying to get the old band back together, just hit him up. Oh, don't tell, <laughs> tell those motherfuckers. No, but uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. No problem.